You're with SAFM. It's 18 minutes to 4 o'clock. South Africa is uh, taking over the rotational presidency of BRICS this year. How should the country use its position to champion the African agenda and that South Africa should focus on during its presidency? The ANC's Commission on International Relations is calling on government to support the expansion of BRICS by admitting additional members. Will those additional members add any value and do they see any value in BRICS as well? Tembisa Fakuda is the senior uh, is a senior research fellow at the Africa-Asia Dialogues. Tembisa, good chat to you. Thanks for joining us. Let's start at the beginning. Has BRICS been a success so far? Well, it uh, depends who you speak to. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it has not been a success, except that they've managed to um, establish the new development bank, but that bank has not uh, benefited Africans uh, so far. I looked at the list of countries that have applied for access to funding for infrastructural development. Uh, most of them are not African. You've got India and, by and large, in China who have their application approved. So in that regard, it has not been successful. But uh, in terms of prestige, I guess Africa is proud to be associated with the big countries and mm. is proud to be part of this block. It doesn't matter which way you look at it. It's a little difficult to be associated with Russia at the moment when you look at the world's geopolitics. Indeed. And, uh, you know, notwithstanding that when BRICS started, it was an economic platform or an economic promotion platform, mm-hmm. but it has since graduated into an economic and uh, platform. And I think that is uh, entrenched within the G20 and the Western nation and mm-hmm. is well received by those countries is going to be um, how he's going to act uh, or lead Vladimir Putin because he's going to be the president of breaks this year and there will come a time when he has to uh, be asked by other uh, quarters in the world to speak sensitively to Vladimir Putin regarding his invasion oh. of Ukraine. Okay, so let's let's talk about South Africa uh, taking over the rotational presidency. Can it can one do anything as the president or do you still fall into what the group decides? Well, first of all, it provides a platform for these people to speak, and it also gives the president power to chair and make decisions, um, at least for this year. And it also gives the president the power. Um, I don't think it will have a mandate, because many people have tried to speak Vladimir Putin out of Ukraine, but they've also found factions that have been in various countries, particularly West. Okay, I think that's the first phone line that we're going to lose today. Tembisa, sorry, your phone line's breaking up. Tembisa Fakude is the Senior Research Fellow at the Africa-Asia Dialogue. Uh, so let's, let's start that question again, Tembisa. I think the important thing is you were saying it gives the president and gives South Africa a platform to, to be more vocal. Yes, it does. And um, he's going to be leading the platform. So uh, he's likely to speak some sense, particularly to Vladimir Putin. Mm. <laughs> Will Putin listen? Well, he hasn't listened uh, at the moment. <laughs> he didn't even listen, notwithstanding that there's been those biting sanctions that have been imposed on Russia, and he still doesn't listen. Um, he continues with his uh, unjustified war in Ukraine. But I think it's going to be a difficult balancing act for President Sergio Maposa, as I've tried to, I don't know whether he has that point of made, that is uh, entrenched and well-received by the Western countries, mm. including the G20, mm. uh, to try and speak sense into, into, into Vladimir Putin. Does, is South Africa on an equal footing with with other very big nations? India and China, population and economy is huge. Brazil's economy is kind of okay. Russia, as we know. Do, do we fit in there, or are we like a little brother? 
Well, we are known to be pounding, to be to be uh, punching way above our weight, and uh, we are doing the same thing this time around. Uh, in terms of demographics, geography, and economic size, we are nowhere close to all the member states that form form BRICS. But mm. again, not not notwithstanding, we were somehow uh, accepted to be member of this uh, big economic bloc, and also we were chosen because we lead in terms of development in Africa. Right. Okay. So there, there are suggestions for more countries to be added to compete with the G7. Saudi Arabia has got Russia's backing to join. I think with our, uh, we, we've got deals with Saudi Arabia as well, don't we? Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite interesting. But again, it adds to the, the, the frail of uh, countries with checkered past, mm. who has been in, or who has indicated to be joining in Saudi Arabia, Iran, Egypt. All of these countries are, you know, not countries that are, are not known for their human rights record. You've got hundreds of people jailed in Egypt at the moment, including journalists. Uh, 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 Iran has got its own problems with those protests that are ongoing. Saudi Arabia, we remember how the uh, henchmen of Mohammed bin Salman mm. went to Istanbul and killed Jamal Khashoggi, chopped him up and you know, dissolve them in an asset. So these are the type of countries that will be forming part of the new expanded uh, BRICS. Is it not a place, though, for, uh, I'm going to use the word maligned, I don't know if that's the right word, but these Western maligned countries to have a voice, to have a group, so it's not just Iran against the world or Afghanistan against the world. It's it's a bigger group but where it's, they might not agree with each other, but at least um, economically, or they can find a common ground and then attack, uh, go against the world. Well, the question is, uh, does South Africa want to find itself in that grouping, mm. uh, given the fact that we are well-received, well-liked uh, at the moment? And, uh, you know, President Cyril Maposa was the first president in the world to visit King Charles, which for me mm. was a, a, a vote of confidence. So... Uh, we should ask the other question. And the other question is, do we really want to continue being part of this bloc? Is it not going to jeopardize our position as uh, South Africa, the country of Nelson Mandela, Bishop Tutu, and all the heroes and heroines that we've had in this country, rubbing shoulders with the despots such as Vladimir Putin, who continues to kill and create havoc in Ukraine, uh, Xi Jinping, who, who continues to oppress Muslims in Xinjiang province, uh, and, and, and Modi, uh, who are who is uh, accused of, uh, you know, killing Muslims and suppressing their rights in India. So we've got these despots that are dominating in this block. And whether South Africa wants to continue to be part of that, again, again is up to, I think eventually it's going to be up to South Africans to, uh, to decide. How can we do that, Tembisa Fakude? What, what can you and I do if we disagree with South Africa being part of BRICS? A very difficult question. I, I had to answer the same question yesterday. <laughs> you know, you, you know, before um, South African foreign policy was led by and large by those people who spend time in these countries. I mean, for example, most South African, particularly those who belong to the ANC, insist that Russia supported us during yes. the struggle, in the, which is not true, actually, because we are supported by the USSR. And uh, Ukraine was part of the USSR, and many of the South African um, activists will tell you that they spend time in Kiev. So it's not really necessarily true that we are supported by, by Russia. 
we will support it by USSR, which was a different kettle of fish. Mm, and that mm. will take us another one hour to explain. <laughs> but I think uh, we we are going towards the position now, particularly being led by the Israel, such as Cyril Ramaphosa, where our national interest is matching our foreign policy. Before you have the, ex- the, the, the exiled right. um, activists leading our foreign policy, and for them, you know, they didn't really care. They would remind you about how these countries supported us uh, not to stand in that many of us were not, uh, you know, were not there. So you, you you tended to have this mismatch in terms of the public interest or the national interest uh, vis-a-vis the, 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 the foreign policy of the country. And I think what President Sotomayor is trying to do is to streamline the two. Uh, Tembi, so don't go away. Michael in Port Elizabeth, I think, has a question for you. Michael, go ahead. You, Michael, go ahead. I just want to ask your guest, uh, what is his view on America... Um, invading Iraq and killing almost a million people. Um, not, Afghanistan. Not, re- not, really re- not really related to BRICS, though. Yeah, but his view, because he's calling all these other countries despots, they are killing people, so I just want his view on that. Simple. All right, Michael and Port Elizabeth, Tembisa, what do you have to say in reply? They're killers and they must be condemned. Um, anyone who goes to any country to kill people must be condemned, and Americans have done the same. Israelis continue to do the same against the Palestinians. Iranians and Russians went to Syria, if you all remember, uh, decimated that country and killed thousands of uh, of people in Syria. R- R- Iran continues to support or supported Bashar al-Assad for the better part of his brutality uh, in Syria against his own people. So we have to condemn that. But at the same time, you've got these brutes at the moment We've got big guns who go to countries uninvited and shoot people into submission. And again, we have to condemn that. As much as you condemn America, we condemn Israel, we condemn all those people who continue committing these heinous crimes around the world. Nabisa Fakude, thank you very much. Senior Research Fellow at the Africa-Asia Dialogues. What do you think? Is South Africa going to be able to do anything in BRICS? Will we be able to bring a more Africa-centric, bring that Africa agenda to BRICS? Let us know what you think on 0614 104 107.